because you're mid and we know it it's the mid podcast your podcast for random shit geek stuff and wrestling you can listen to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast apple spotify or any podcast platform and if you like the podcast be sure to give us a five star review you can also support the podcast by going to patreon patreon.com for forward slash the mid podcast and you have access to our random shit episodes and our exclusive content you can also follow us on twitter and youtube at the mid podcast so i am one of your fabulous hosts Catherine. here with my fluffy host brendan hello brendan guess what today is wednesday Besides Wednesday, it's a very special Wednesday. AEW's in Canada. No, that's not why it's special. Pi Day. No, Pi Day is 314. No, it was yesterday. Oh, I thought the day was 14. Day's the 15th. Uh... It's birthday. It's the Ides of March. Oh, it's Maxwell's birthday. Yes, it is one. Maxwell Jacob Friedman's birthday. So, happy birthday to the greatest wrestler of all time. Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Go MJF. Go MJF. No. You're not feeling it? No. You're not feeling anything. You're being a butthole today. No, I'm confused by what that hardwood means by this. Alright, so let's talk about it. The Usos are probably the most over-tag team in the world. That's how FTR should be presented. Huh. I don't know. It's not like you had three titles. Won the AAA title, tag team titles from Mexico. The Ring of Honor tag team title. And the IWGP titles. Sorry, I was yawning. Tag team heavyweight titles. Got... Maybe he's taking a swipe at TK. Dot pops everywhere you went. But no, you need to be presented better. Maybe he's not happy with the way TK is writing him. He's getting a title run. He's just a grumpy old man. Leave him alone. He's bald. I like that. What else is the other big news coming out of wrestling that we found out late last night, early this morning? What? What has happened to one Papa Will? Oh, yeah, his shoulder go boo-boo. I can go help his shoulder go wee-wee. No. I can rub it down. Nice and slow. Stop. I'll pop that bitch right back in place. You still have to heal. Oh, I can make it heal. I got special healing juice. Can't say where I get it from. Anywho. So that kind of fucks up the card for New Japan. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna J set the return to action this week. Yeah, she's going to do the first uh, live action house show for AEW against everybody's favorite, Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. 
So that's interesting. Hope that goes well for her. Do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. Anything else? No. So we're ready for all my stuff? Mm-hmm. You sure? Mm-hmm. Be very positive. Mm-hmm. So, evidently, Drew McIntyre almost missed the Fatal 5-Way match Friday on SmackDown. He was only cleared the Friday when he showed up at the arena. And they said that he worked all the live events post-SmackDown and has received a lot of respect for how hard he has worked for the company, even when under the weather or working banged up over the last year. Yeah, McIntyre's a workhorse. Any company is lucky to have him. So your thoughts on this? Braun Strowman is a better wrestler than Okada because because he has higher merch sales and the show he's on averages two plus million viewers each week. I don't make the rules. Comments? Thoughts? What do I want to say here? First off, what the fuck? Merch shows and TV ratings have nothing to do about in-ring talent. Braun Strowman is absolutely dog shit at what he fucking does. Everything he touches is shit. You saw what happened to CYN. That's not even a promotion no more. That's the goddamn faction going around on the fucking indies. Um, Okada is the best, third best wrestler, third best male wrestler in the world. Okay. Can I move on to the next thing? I'm not done. Oh. Braun Strowman has done nothing in the, nothing of excitement in the WWE. And the only thing that he did that I can remember is winning the tag team belts with a fucking kid. Braun Strowman is shit at his job and he doesn't know how to fucking wrestle. Okay then, tell me how you really feel. Now can I move on? Yes. Fucking idiot. So, Conan came out and said that he believes MJF would be booked better in WWE. Your thoughts? Conan can't even book his right nutsack to bust a nut. Well, damn. So, uh, I don't know. It's not like MJF has wins over Chris Jericho. Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. CM, CM Punk. Punk. Just to name a few people. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. So, on that thought, 
would you not think this would be interesting to put MJF in a can they coexist tag team title match with his next opponent? I don't know. Depends who his next opponent is. I'm thinking Hangman. I'm thinking Hangman or... Mm, I really don't know. But Hangman's still in that fucking BCC feud. Now, so it can't be Hangman. Well, it's just a thought. Um, look in my. No, we don't want to look in your eyes. Wardlow. So Wardlow needs to go away for a while. Um, somebody on Twitter said, and I tend to kind of agree says, it amazes me watching the AEW fans actually telling the boss of AEW what to do. Yes, you're the fans and he should listen to you sometimes. He doesn't have to listen to you all the time. You don't get to dictate who he should sign and who he shouldn't. Your thoughts? I agree. I mean, there's some people that shouldn't be on there, but if TK thinks they're worth the money, TK... Thinks they're worth the money. And what the boss man says goes. So MJF is at the age of 26 and has already put on better matches than Roman Reigns. That's scary. I could put on a better match than fucking Roman Reigns. Oh yeah. I'll save that for last. So, your thoughts, somebody tweeted, um, they had some questions. They said, it's weird that a lot of older guys don't want AEW to succeed. Why don't they want wrestling to grow is question one. Question two is, what are they scared of? What are your answers to those two questions? They're getting the fucking WWE Legends check. That's exactly what it is. And so, you know they're going to suck off the WWE. But that's how I feel about that. Do you think WWE should split the main titles again after WrestleMania? I think they should have already been split. So there was... Remember the picture of Ricky Starks that come out of him at the Royal Rumble? Yeah. Um. So evidently, a article come out this week, it was on Fightful, saying that Ricky Starks says he's in the process of considering suing the Alamo Dome over... The WWE Royal Rumble photo. Because evidently they were the ones that released it. Oh shit. Get your thoughts on that. You do you, Ricky. 
So the Bella Twins were in the news yesterday. So Nikki and Brie Bella have decided to change their names to the Garcia Twins. And they have removed all Bella Twin references from their bios and have changed their username. God, please, for the love of fucking God, please do not have these bitches show up in AEW. I did not like them when they were in WWE. You just hate women. Yeah. But, um, no. Nikki came out and said they're not going to AEW. I don't think they can even wrestle again. I know one of them's, they said one of them had, like, neck surgery, and, like, hers was worse than what Danielson was in yeah. Edge. Yeah. But your thoughts on them changing? Like, they pretty much told WWE to fuck off. Well, I think WWE told them to fuck off because I think they wanted a Legends contract and they were like, fuck you. Oh, no. After all their little rants and tantrums. Well, they were scheduled to be on the show and then at the last minute they got pulled from the Raw 30th anniversary show. Wouldn't you be pissed too? Because your segment gets pulled I mean, for a DX segment for the a millionth time? Mm-hmm. But who's in charge of creative for WWE? You, I know, but... Do you really think he was cool? And DX is a lot more popular than the Bella Twins. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's pretty bad I can still remember that after 20-some years. What else do I have? What are your thoughts on all the QT Marshall hate? On Twitter. I like QT. Him and Roger Gaga going at it last week was funny as fuck. So AEW's getting another show, evidently. Besides All Access. And Dynamite and Rampage. On Saturdays at 6.05, evidently. But the company is supposed to be failing in Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't want them on TV. I'm not on the poster of WrestleMania. I'm not on the signature that's produced at the start of the show. I'm not on Conan O'Brien. I'm not on Jimmy Fallon. But the fact of the matter is, I should be because I'm Brandon fucking Walker. Lord, tell Brandon shut the fuck up. What are your thoughts on the new edition of more wrestling? I like it. It kind of like throws me back to my childhood. Because that's about when we'd start watching wrestling on Saturdays. And we would grill out in the summertime. At, it would be your great-grandmother's, my grandmother's house. That's how I got into wrestling was on Saturday nights at Grandma's house. How would you feel about these two matches for mercedes Monet, Mickey James? Yeah. Deano Perrazzo. Yeah. I like both of them. I still can't understand why Mickey James is not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Okay, here's some more. This is the one I want. Mercedes versus Jamie Hayter. Fuck yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Mercedes versus Tony Storm. Mercedes versus Jade. Fuck yeah. Now, I will tell you, even though I'm a fan, I would not want to see her wrestle Britt Baker. Because she, she will expose Britt. I think a Mercedes versus Brit match would be fine. Mercedes would carry that match. 
maybe, but Britt would still hold her own. What about a Mercedes Monet and Riho match? Fuck yeah. Or an Emmy Sakura match. Yeah. Mercedes versus Ruby Soho. Eh, I've seen that in WWE. No. When did they wrestle in the WWE, mother? I don't remember. You think I really pay attention to this shit? Because they haven't. I'm pretty sure they probably had some interaction. It might not have been a singles. It might have been a tag. Um... Mercedes versus Athena. Mercedes versus Willow. Mm. Mercedes and Athena would be good. I want to see Athena and Jade again. Um, but anywho. So anywho, your thoughts on uh Warner Brothers Discovery going to have five AEW shows on the their networks in 2023 but Tony Khan don't have any idea what he's doing yeah people are fucking stupid for someone not to have any idea what they're doing and they got five shows on television on two different networks I need to have a brain like that Mm mm-hmm So, what do you think about all these old wrestlers um, coming out and burying the younger talent? They're fucking stupid. Do you think they should be supporting them and guiding them and encouraging them to improve? Uh Uh-huh. I should repost that for Bobby since it's Maxwell's birthday. I think. Oh. Okay. So the other big topic. What is that? Oh. Of um, wrestling news that I came across yesterday was some salaries. Okay. I don't know what is happened. Seven thirteen nineteen. Oh, sorry, I was reading the email. So, Brock Lesnar makes between five and ten million dollars. Roman makes five million. Vince makes five million per year in annual payout, which includes a two million fixed salary, stock option, and incentives. Okay. Randy Orton makes four point five million and he just signed a five year deal in twenty nineteen. AJ Styles makes three point five. Triple H makes three point three million, which is a fixed annual salary. He has a base salary of seven hundred and thirty thousand per year. The rest he gets from stock and in and incentives. Plus he gets paid $3 million for on-screen and backstage work. Hmm. 
Seth makes $3 million. Becky makes $3 million, who signed a new contract in 2019. She has a base of $1 million. Undertaker makes $2.5 million. He retired in 2020, but before that, he secured a 10-year deal that guarantees him that $2.5 million a year. Lots of money's over there, it seems like. Oh, wait, I'm not done. I, I decided I got tired of writing. Um, Stephanie McMahon has 2.5. She had a uh, fixed income of 730000 And then she gets a payout of about $2.5 which includes her stocks and incentives. Kevin Owens makes between two and three million per year. Charlotte only makes two million. But they couldn't pay Mercedes two million dollars or three million dollars a year? Nope. Drew McIntyre makes a million. Seamus makes a million. Jinder Mahal makes nine hundred thousand dollars. Why the fuck are you paying him $900,000? That's money. Your thoughts on that? On all of that? Mm, Money. That's my thoughts on it. Lots and lots of money. Useless money. But it's money. And when you have that type of money, you can use it however the hell you want. Right? Mm-hmm. I suppose. But, anywho, moving on. What's next? Shit. Um, I guess we need to get into... I want an Okada burger! Okada has his own burger! Well, damn. I mean, I guess that's one reason to go to Japan. Interesting. I have no idea. Okay, so let's get into last Dynamite week's... Dynamite and Rampage. Huh? Dynamite and Rampage. Yes, from last week. And they were in crappy Sacramento. Sucked out. Yeah, they should suck that town. It's a piece of shit. Wow. <sighs> So, we're going to start off with fucking Orange Cassidy. Please, can this motherfucker get hurt and not be on TV for like six months? You shouldn't wish people to get hurt. I know, but I'm so sick of him. Then don't watch. That's why I don't get about people. You guys complain about the shit. I complain about him. I like the show, but he just don't need to be on it. 
then don't watch the part he's on. So I don't get I have the- to watch the cause I have to take notes to do this fucking podcast, you idiot. No, that's what I don't get about people. People just love to hate watch stuff. And it pisses me off. It's like, I don't care who's on my TV. I'm going to enjoy the show no matter who the fuck is on it. I not said I didn't enjoy the show. I'm just tired of seeing this motherfucker on my TV who doesn't need to have this fucking title. The you... only reason he got this title is because he sucks the boss's dick. No, the reason he has the title is because he's over with the crowd. It's in the top ten of merchandise sales. What does merchandise sales have to do? You just you just went on a rant about Braun Strowman having more merchandise sales than Okada, so therefore Braun is a better wrestler than Okada. I'm giving you the reasons on why Orange Cassidy is a current champion in AEW, and if you let me finish before you interrupted me, you would have saw where I was going with it. But no, I'm not going to finish what I was saying. Yes, you are. Shut the no, fuck up. I'm not. Go ahead. Floor is yours. <laughs> I'm not going to finish what I was saying. Ow. No, I'm not finishing what I was saying. Get your goddamn foot off of me. <laughs> I am not a footstool, bitch. <laughs> no, you're my mother. You get ready to learn the capital of Taiwan real quick. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> and I ain't using my hands. <laughs> What are, what are you going to use? You'll find out. <laughs> the microphone? You'll find out. <laughs> no. Anyways, before I was rudely interrupted, he's over with the crowd. He's good in the ring. <clears throat> he is. When he turns it on, he's great in the ring. And you throw in the fact that he does have good merch sales. Not saying merch sales make a good wrestler, but merch sales is a reason to push somebody. If that makes sense. And that's where I was going with it. Okay, we can continue. Okay, bippity boppity boom. Okay, talk. I have to pee before I piss myself. Hello? Well, you should have went to the bathroom before we started recording, dipshit. I didn't have to go pee when we started recording. None of your theories make sense. What do you mean? Just because you a top merch sale don't mean your ass needs to be on my TV. You suck. You suck, you suck, you suck. Orange Cassie is boring as fuck. He had like two good matches. One of them was against Will Ospreay, which Will Ospreay carried his sorry ass. Anyhow... I'm going to start talking about this match. Because he was in a match against one Jay Lethal. Who I do like Jay Lethal. Because Jay Lethal is pretty cool. He's a great bad guy. Shut the door. 
And I was kind of hoping Jay Lethal would actually win this match, believe it or not. I mean, on paper, it kind of looked like an and match. Um, the refs wouldn't let Sanjay and Jeff Jarrett and Singh hang out at the ring. So it was basically a one-on-one -on -one match, which is fair. Uh-huh. I, I can agree to that. Orange Cassidy hits Lethal with a headlock. The crowd chants, let's go Lethal. Other half of the crowd saying Lethal sucks. Lethal slides out of the ring. Then we get a quick two count by Orange Cassidy. Lethal hasn't really had much offense up to this point. Then we see OC go into the stairs. Looks like he hit his knee. Lethal is in the corner. He sends Orange Cassidy onto the ropes. Poor little Orange Cassidy balls. Finally, Jay Lethal gets some offense. Lethal hits the knee breaker on Orange Cassidy into the ring post. Then Orange Cassidy hits him with a DDT. Orange Cassidy gets the pin and retains. Of course he does. Good. Then Lethal has the ref distracted after the match. Jarrett sneaks in, hits his signature move called the stroke. I can think of something I could stroke. on, And it wouldn't be on Orange Cassidy. On Orange Cassidy. Then Jarrett uses his guitar on Orange Cassidy's knee. And then the best friends come out to save Orange Cassidy. That was a fun match. I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the selling Jay Lethal did with his arm. Was that this match? Mm-hmm. The selling he did. Yeah, he went for a lethal injection and couldn't do it because his arm gave out. Good selling. Yeah. I'll give you OC sold the knee. OC sold the knee pretty good. Lethal sold the arm pretty good. I enjoyed the match. Next, we get a Will Hobbs promo. And he calls Renee Nene. <laughs> and he says it was unfortunate what happened to Wardlow. And says he is taking one thing that Wardlow has left. And that is being called champion. Then we move on to a Ricky Starks promo. He is coming off his win at Revolution over Jericho. Ricky was looking good. Mm, Ricky was looking real good. Um, Says that he's having a hell of a week. What's next? He doesn't know. He says, the question is, where am I going to go next? Bullet Club music hits. Bullet Club logo up on the screen. And from behind, Starks is attacked by one rock hard, Juice Robinson. Did you or did you not think when you seen that Bullet Club logo come up on the screen and that music, Jay White was walking out? Oh, I thought it was Jay White. I did too. I was getting so happy. But I am interested to see what they do with the Bullet Club stuff. Because if I have it my way, you have Juice Robinson continue the right shit. Bring in more people. Like, you bring over... David Finley, have him start wrecking shit. Bring over Tomatong. No, he's not in Bullet Club no more. I mm -mm. forgot. Um, who else is in Bullet Club now? I don't remember. Kenta, bring Kenta back in the AEW. What about the if? Random thought: If Jay White has signed with AEW, pairing Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Adam Cole together, 
no. for a new Bullet Club. Hear me out, because this is where I'm going with it. You have Jay White coming and be the savior of AEW from the reign of the Bullet Club since he got kicked out of that battle in the valley. Hmm, interesting. Then we get a Wardlow promo. Says, since he's dressed for the occasion, let's have a false count anywhere. Anything goes match. Yes to chaos, because you know that's what's going to happen. Says, he's the champion and no man is taking that from him. Mm-hmm. Next, we move on, and we're going to have a match between Ruby Soho and Sky Blue. But before the match, um, Ruby comes out to the ring with her new buddy, Soraya, and one Tony Storm. And she gives an explanation on why she turned at Revolution and joined Soraya and Tony Storm. She goes, it's obvious the fans created this. She said her first title match against uh, Britt Baker, the fans were thrilled she lost. She fought Chris Statlander during the Owen Hart tournament. And then after she beat Statlander, the fans booed. And the crowd began to boo. Then she references Revolution, says that Hater pinned her. And then that's when she realized no one was going to come to her defense when she lost. Says she wasn't the only one that is underappreciated in AEW. And refers to Tony Storm as being referred to as interim champion. Not being good enough to be called champion. Then she says that they begged Soraya to come out of retirement. And that they came to rebuild the women's division. But you can't build on broken foundation. You can only demolish it and start over. And then she goes on to say that the broken foundation is the entitled little shits in the back. Rookies who think they deserve the world because Tony Khan and all the people back there give it to them. Good promo. I enjoyed the Ruby Soho promo. I enjoyed the promo. I mean, I kind of agree with Tass. Tell me where she's wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Then her opponent comes out, and Sky Blue begins to get her ass kicked by Ruby Soho. Sky slaps Soho. That was the wrong move. Soho is just beating Sky Blue's ass like a bully in in the playground. Finally, Sky mounts some offense. She gets a quick two count on Soho. Soho hits the destination unknown and gets the win. Then, Tony Storm and Soraya come out to the ring with the can of spray paint. Soho starts to spray paint Sky Blue. Willow comes out. Willow gets attacked from behind for, by Soraya and Storm. And Willow and Sky both get the green L. How did they do that to Willow? Willow, Willow. Willow did nothing to them. Your thoughts on all of that? Uh, I would like to see this match go a little bit longer. Because Sky Blue's improving. Mm-hmm. And I think her and Ruby could have a decent match. Given the right time. I can see that. And so, uh, it's my only thing that I wish they changed was how long the match was. 
But, and afterwards, I wish they didn't spray paint Willow. Because Willow didn't do nothing. Everybody loves Willow. Yes. Then we get a Hangman Adam Page promo. Says physically he's been better. He says anybody that wants to try him, he'll take them to hell. Says it's finished between him and Moxley on his part. Then we get an MJF promo that was recorded after Revolution. Says that he has snapped the wing clear off the dragon. And that he is the devil. And says that it's time to celebrate. Daddy is single in San Francisco. March 15th is his birthday. And he will celebrate by having a rebar mitzvah. Whatever rebar mitzvah is. We guess we'll be finding out. Then we get an FTR promo. This show was very promo heavy. The crowd is excited to see FTR. Crowd is chanting FTR. Cash says, I missed that. Says, last few months have been bad. They've lost three sets of titles in a month. Then they lost their best friend. Says, the guns are good. And they're current tag champs. But they're also spoiled, entitled, disrespectful little assholes. He goes on to say that their father gave them everything you could ask for, every advantage. Cash then says that his dad couldn't give him a private education, give him a job with the best wrestling company in the world. But he did teach him how to fight and how to be respectful. And that is what I'm going to teach you. What my father taught me, like Daddy Ash should have taught you, talking to Colton and Austin Gump. Then Dax gets on the mic and says he wants to talk about the fans. Um, says that we love y'all. December closed the book on one of the greatest trilogy matches of all times. Um, that are one of the greatest trilogy matches they've had in their career. Says feeling was taken away by the guns when they come in interrupted. And now it's time to get even. And he uses the term retribution. Please don't have a retribution storyline. No, but how much are you looking forward to FTR versus the guns? Uh, I'm actually new looking tag team champions. I'm actually looking forward to it. Then we move on to Jade Cargill promo, which Jade hadn't been on TV week four last. Mm-mm. Um, says that there are no challengers. That she has ran through all the women in AEW and the United States. And therefore she will issue an open challenge. And wants Canada to send send her their best. Then she looks at Renee and says. Why won't one of you whack ass Canadians step up and get stepped on? The look on Renee's face is of disgust. Bias much bitch? That, 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 not. You understand bias? Yeah. That's not being nice. Yeah. Your thoughts on the Jade? Tail Valkyrie. Oh, everybody's saying that. And especially since they're writing her off impact. Then we get a JAS versus my new term for this trio's group Flight Fox. Fox of Flight. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so from the JAS, we have Jericho, Garcia, and Guevara. 
Um, I noticed that Chris Jericho getting a little gray around the edges there. Might need to get his hair dye blonde again. He's also 52 years old. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He's in, he's 50 or older. I'll put it that way. I'm not really sure. I really like Fox and Top Flight together. Then I put, oh shit, Flight and Fox are already screwed. They got fucking Aubrey Edwards for the ref. We get Jericho and Fox starting the match off. Jericho then crawls into the corner and hugs Sammy Guevara's legs. Then we have Jericho and Guevara double team Fox. Then Darius hits a blind tag on Fox. Guevara tags in Garcia. Darius. Darius does an arm takeover. Dante going to fly. Hager stops him. Uh, Systematic cheating again. We see Fox does a double cutter on Garcia and Guevara. Jericho Appreciation Society gets the win. And this is the one year anniversary of forming the Jericho Appreciation Society. Interesting. Thoughts on the match? Decent. Why do I feel like I'm the one always doing all the talking? You you say like three words. Then Garcia gets on the mic and calls out the House of Black. What the fuck, dude? They're gonna get fucking murdered. Then Jericho says, we are deeming ourselves the number one contenders for the trio's titles. Um, and here, the lights go wait, black. Wait, 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 wait. He proceeds to say, House of Black, turn out lights, do your entrance, get your ass in the ring. The lights go out. And what do I say? And what do I say? No. We called this shit. No, I only said it. You didn't say anything. We called this shit. I called this shit. This is all me. I said, watch it be the elite. Can you hear Kansas? I'm like, knew it. Kenny Omega on the mic says, oh, hi, Chris. Goes on to say, for the better part of three years, they have stayed out of each other's business. Says he would like to think it's due to mutual respect. But says when it comes to the trio's titles, and Kenny doesn't get to finish his statement because Don Callis runs out and says, I got this, and he takes the mic from Kenny. And then Don Callis goes, everyone knows the Elite established the trio's title. After the match they had at Revolution, they are the number one contenders, not you guys. And Chris, on a personal note, we have been friends for 30 years. Agree with those that say you are one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Unfortunately, you are the second best wrestler from Winnipeg. And if I had a couple of months to train, you would be number three. (laughs) Jericho, replying to Don Callis, says, Callis, bring your wormy ass down here with your stupid friends. The lights go out, then we get a video. And we see Malachi Black saying, no need to fight, boys. Both equally as deserving to be humiliated in your hometown. So next week, if you want these, lights come back on. House of Black is standing 
between the elite who are standing at the top of the ramp and the JAS who is standing in the ring. They're holding the titles and Malachi Black goes, come get them. Lights go out again. House of Black is gone. Jericho says they will be new trios champions, referring to him, Garcia, and Guevara. Going to be a fun match. Will be a really fun match for the Elite House of Black. Because Jericho can still go for a fucking old man. Yes, he can. But do you think they would take the titles off the House of Black since they just got them at Revolution? No. Unless systematic cheating happens. And then you would set up a food with just House of Black and Jericho. But what I would do is you let the House of Black the House of Black retain. But you have them pin one of the bucks again. And then Kenny walks away from the Bucks after the match, just leaving them in the ring. And you start building layers to it. Then you bring in Kota Ibushi and you have Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi versus the Young Bucks. Storytelling. Moving on. This was probably the best part of the whole show. This was not the best part of the whole show. It was for me. <laughs> Basically, Tony Khan announced that Jeff Jarrett's getting a title shot tonight. On Orange Cassidy. And they're renaming the All-Atlantic Championship to... The International Championship. I don't care. I got to see my man on my screen. Fuck yeah. That's all that mattered to me. I didn't care what he said. <laughs> but it does make sense if you change it to international. Now you could have it defended in other countries. and well, actually could... already being defended in that. I know, but now you could actually have other people win it if you choose to. You know who I think should win that title? Will Ospreay when he gets better. Darby Allen. I could see that, maybe. So, moving on. Then we get a Danielson promo that was recorded after Revolution. He goes on to say that Max was right. Says that he thought that fighting was all there was. Says that he couldn't feel his arm during the match. And that he put himself before his family. And it is time for him to go home. Your thoughts on the Danielson promo? Mm. As I stated yesterday on the Ring of Honor podcast, I do think we will get a Daniel Center on in Ring of Honor before he retires. Mm, could see that, yep. Or he takes some time off and he comes back and joins the Blackpool Combat Club. And he is like one mean, heel, bad son of a bitch. But I want to see Danielson. Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. I could see that happening at Forbidden Door. I didn't know I needed this match. Brian Danielson versus Blake Christian. Yeah. 
I need that match. Brian Danielson versus Mark Briscoe. Hmm. See. Interesting. Then. So here's what. Here's how I would book the Danielson Ring of Honor run. You let Eddie take the title off of Claudio. Have Claudio just be on AEW. Claudio deserves to be on AEW. So. At the end of Supercard of Honor, right? That's the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Danielson music hits, and he comes out and challenges Eddie Kingston, and you build that feud up until... What was the one at whatever the pay-per-views after Supercard of Honor? And bada-bing, bada-boom. You have storytelling, you have a good feud, and you let Danielson win the title, and then you bring Claudio back the Ring of Honor and have a Claudio-Danielson feud. Or you bring Punk back and have a Punk-Danielson feud for the Ring of Honor title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would do. So that way, A, you still have Punk under AEW contract, but he's not in the locker room with, like, Hangman and Omega and the Bucks because there could still be some tension there. I hope not because Punk deserves to be on TV, yes, and TNT every week, but if not, put him in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, I can see that. So, moving on, we have Claudio and Moxley versus Reynolds and Silver. So it looks like we're going to have a feud between Dark Order and um, Blackpool Combat Club. I'm really liking Heal Blackpool Combat Club. Mm-hmm. Um, is it wrong that I kind of want to see Reynolds and Silver win tag titles? Uh, I would throw them. <sighs> See, I don't know what you would do with that, though. That's my thing. Well, it's not my job to figure it out. I just said I, I would like to see them win. Yeah? I'm not the booker. No, I know you're not. I just want to be married to the booker. <laughs> did I say that out loud? Yes, you did. Anyway, the bell rings. Claudio and Max, uh, Mox jumps them. Um, Johnny Hungy is starting off. Mox chops him. I don't think I want to take a chop from Moxley. Fuck no. Um, then Claudio comes in. Claudio has a 
lot of size on little John Hungy. <laughs> um, however, Johnny Hungy gets a suplex on Claudio. Mox and Claudio have Hungy isolated. Claudio hit, gets a two count. Hungy backs Claudio into a corner. Hungy then tags in Reynolds. Reynolds begins to take it to Claudio. Claudio with a back elbow. Then Moxley clotheslines Reynolds outside the ring. Um, Reynolds goes over the timekeeper's table. And then Reynolds taps out to Moxley. And then Mox begins attacking Reynolds after the bell. Claudio gut-wrenches Hungy over the top rope. Then Evil, Evil Uno comes down to try to stop Moxley, and he begins stomping on him. Um, he's getting ready to suplex Moxley, and Yuta comes in and chop chop blocks Evil Uno. Yuta holds Uno, and Mox is slapping him in the face. Hangman comes hobbling down to the ring to save Uno. He blows right by Moxley, hits a right hand to Claudio, and then Claudio just belts him. And then we see the BCC jumping hangman. Refs come to break it up. The crowd fights let them fight. The crowd is booing the Blackpool Combat Club as they're exiting through the crowd. Interesting. Your thoughts on this match and everything? Um, that was a fun match. Fun match. Uh, I do agree with you about Heel BCC. Fun to watch. And, uh, truthfully, since Monsley doesn't take vacation days, let Moxley Ring and Terror and Ring of Honor as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Then we move on to our main event. One powerhouse Hobbs going up against Wardlow for the TNT Championship. Um, since this is a mm, Falls Count Anywhere Anything Goes match, they begin fighting backstage in the parking lot area. Wardlow, Wardlow and Hobbs begin tearing up a car. I hope the insurance on that car is paid. Hobbs, well, Hobbs suplexes Wardlow onto the hood of the car. It's not the first car Wardlow broke yeah. in the last 24 hours. Then Wardlow suplexes Hobbs into the windshield. You get a two count from Wardlow. Then they begin to fight in the back of a semi-truck trailer. Then we see Wardlow dragging Hobbs. They're still in the back. Um, They had Aubrey in the back as the ref. Don't know why the cunt is pointing to the ring. Bitch, learn the fucking rules, you idiot. It's a false count. Anything goes match. Finally, they both end up in the ring. Hobbs with a spine buster. Wardlow pops back up. Wardlow hits the F10, gets a two count. Crowd chanting, we want tables. I really need them to stop with that fucking chant. That chant gets on my nerves about as bad as the what chant now. Hobbs hits three spine busters on Wardlow and only gets a two count. Hobbs sends Wardlow into the barricade. Hobbs then begins to get a table. Hobbs is laying on the table. From the top rope, Wardlow does a beautiful swanton. He only gets a two count. He power bombs 
powerhouse Hobbs on the ramp. Wardlow appears to have hurt his ribs when he powerbombed Hobbs. Then they head up to the top of the ramp beside the announce desk and all the announcers skedaddle. Wardlow is setting up for a powerbomb, but he gets hit with a chair from one QT Marshall. Wardlow turns around, grabs QT. Um, QT then hits Wardlow with a low blow, then takes the chair and hits him again. QT helps Hobbs up. Hobbs and QT sends Wardlow into an area off the stage. The ref doing the 10 count. And Wardlow does not make it back up from the 10 count. And we have a new TNT champion. One powerhouse. Will Hobbs. Pretty fun. Now there was a lot of shit on Twitter about QT helping in this match. Saying it made Hobbs look weak. If you uh, actually watched the TV show, um, you would know. A couple months ago, one powerhouse Hobbs went to QT Marshall for help. Or no, QT went to powerhouse Hobbs for help. With Ricky Starks. And so, QT paid his Said his word is his bond. He paid his debt. But, apparently, people don't pay attention to the fucking TV show. And also, QT went on Twitter and sent out some tweets. To Raj Geary. No. That he was the one that got Powerhouse Hobbs into AEW. He sent Powerhouse a message saying, if you can get to Jacksonville, I can get you a tryout. I believe it. Hobbs was in California and says, I'll do what I can. He showed up in Jacksonville, and he is now with AEW. He's now a so, champion in AEW. So QT told him if he could get him there, if you could get to AEW, I can get you a tryout. And here he is, champ. How do you like them pairing QT and Hobbs together right now? QT... Is the mouthpiece. Mouthpiece. Which Hobbs isn't a bad promo. No, he's not, but I I do think he could use a mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Just let him do all the his talking in the ring and let QT do all the talking on the mic. Uh-huh. So that was Dynamite from Sacktown. Why well, I would do. The continue the Hobbs and Wardlow feud. Usually just have them fight like every week or every other week for the title. Just flip the title back and forth between the two. Oh, Twitter would have a fucking meltdown. They were already having a meltdown that Warlow won it at Revolution and lost it on Dynamite. Which evidently somebody and I don't know if this came straight from the boss's mouth or what, but somebody said this had been the plan all along was for Powerhouse Hops to win the title. Good. Good. I like cops and I like Wardlow. But I think as wrestling fans, we've been trained to somebody wins the title and they need to hold it for like 999,000 days. <laughs> Roman. Yeah. I don't mind seeing titles switching like no. every few months or whatever. And with the TNT title, it's a workhorse title. 
Yeah. So, so it should flip at least once a month, twice a month, maybe. So what I'm saying is, you just have them flip the title back and forth yeah, between Warlow and Hobbs, because I understand. then you end it with a steel cage match at double or nothing for the TNT title between Warlow and Hobbs. But, um, I enjoy Dynamite. I did too, so I don't understand why people ragged on it. Because people don't know good TV shows. I think people were just salty. Probably. So, we're going to move on to Rampage. Shit. I like that too. Um, Rampage started off with a rematch of uh, Sammy Guevara and Action Andretti. I like Action Andretti. I can see him winning like the TNT title or the international title. Mm-hmm. Almost said intercontinental title. <laughs> Eventually. Um, Andretti takes down Guevara. Andretti is chopping away at Guevara, which, I mean, nobody can get mad. Guevara sends Andretti into the barricade. Andretti throws his body at Guevara. Uh, he sends Guevara into the steps. He kicks Guevara back into the corner. Finally, Sammy Guevara gets some offense. And Guevara gets the win with the help from Daniel Garcia. Um, let's see. We need an interesting uh, stipulation for Garcia and Andretti for a blow-off match in this feud. What would it be? Cage match? No. Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know it's the one year anniversary of Contarosa beating Britt Baker for the AEW Women's title at uh, St. Patrick's Slam. Yeah, isn't that tonight? They didn't call it that. They just said they were going to be in Winnipeg. Anyway, we get a Darby Allen promo, so I'm guessing that means he's returning soon, because he said we'll see you next week, so I'm guessing either he's going to show up live or we're going to get another promo. Then we get a Jack Perry promo, tells Christian that he'll see him in the next live, and that he did teach him how to pick your shot. Says he is watching every man with a belt, and he will see one of them soon. Darby's going gonna fucking return. Or you were talking about Jack Perry promo, mm-hmm. weren't? I'm sorry. Uh, I was reading. get off your phone. I was reading something about James Gunn. Well, this ain't Geek Wednesday. This is Wrestling Wednesday. I was reading something about James Gunn, but um, no. Why the fuck ain't paying attention? Uh, but I don't know what title you would have Jungle Boy go after. Because I don't really think he's, like, a good competitor for the TNT title. We'll have him go after the world title just yet. So that leaves the international title. Let him go after that. Let him go after the Ring of Honor TV title. 
Then we get a Hobbs promo. It's I put it was interesting. We go from Jack Perry promo to Will Hobbs promo. I mean, could we go after the team title? I just I know. I'm just saying. I'm not sure how I would feel about a. But isn't it interesting? They did Jack Perry, and then Jack said what he said, and then they went straight to a Hobbs promo. Yeah, but I don't know how I would feel about. Like the match will probably be good. I just. I would need to see it first. Yeah. So I said set up for future feud for TNT title. Uh, Hobbs goes on and says, new chapter in Book of Hobbs, TNT champion. QT goes on and says, I told you, my word is my bond. Next week, first episode of QTV. Breaking scoop about an incident with Wardlow's car break-in. Then we move on to the acclaim versus some jobbers. Uh, the rap sucked. One of the jobbers is uh, Jack Cartwheel. He's very interesting to watch. He He's done a few matches on Dark. Um, the Acclaim hits Scissor Me Timbers on Cartwheel. The Acclaim win. At the top of the ramp, we see Daddy Magic and Angelo with a JAS shirt. They have been trying to recruit the Acclaim to join the JAS. Which I skipped that segment on Dynamite because I thought it was stupid as hell. What are your thoughts on the acclaim joining the Jericho Appreciation Society? Don't care. Moving on. Then we get a Jericho Appreciation Society promo. They talk about the three-way trios match coming up. And Jericho says, it's going to be a night of first. First time JAS wrestles House of Black. First time in years Jericho and Omega face each other. Um... The last time was in 2018, Omega Jericho Tokyo Dome. Um, first time in Winnipeg. First time JAS is Trio's champion. Jericho guarantees a win, which pretty much means you're losing. Yep. Then we're moving on. Now, I was torn at this match. Oh, this match broke my heart. Preston Vance versus Takeshita. Fun match. We did get to see Jose. Yay, I love Jose. Uh, JR asked if the is Jose's middle name. Excalibur said yes. Jericho said it should be Idiot, second middle name. <laughs> so his name should be Jose the Idiot. <laughs> and we see Preston wearing the collected mask around his neck. We have Don Callis on commentary. Preston backs Tashita into the ropes. Tashita begins to take it to Preston. Preston sends Takeshita into the barricade. Preston gets a two count. We see a nice forearm by Takeshita to uh, Preston's face. Both men are down. Takeshita hits a blue thunder bomb, only gets a two count. Jose puts Preston's boot on the rope, kind of pisses off Takeshita. Takeshita hits Jose. I don't know how I feel about that. I like Jose, but Jose... Kind of deserved it for sticking his nose in the business. Um, Takeshita with a backslide gets a three count and he wins. So his new alliance with Don Callis, he gets a big win. Mm-hmm. I guess Callis ain't taking him to the airport and he going back to Japan. Nope. Then we get a swerve promo. Says that he overestimated Keith Lee. Says that his muscle, Trench, and Parker are no longer with him because they're on the shelf. Um, says he has something more in store. 
I don't lose the war, but you got this battle. How would you feel about Sawyer bringing in AOP? Or... Don't know who that is, so I can't say. They were the two big dudes that were in WWE. If I showed you a picture, you would realize them. Okay. Yeah, sure. Or he could just find him some big men that's already there. These two dudes. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Or, or, a Brian Cage is leaving. Hook him up with Khan and um, Tonga. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that too. But then you'd have to get rid of Prince Nana. No, you keep Prince Nana. Uh, I don't know if that would work. The know. Mogul Embassy. The Mogul Embassy. Maybe you need to tweet Swerve and tell him he needs to team up with uh, uh, Toa and Khan and, and form the Mogul Embassy. Then we get a Mark Briscoe announcement. Um, He's in the center of the ring and says that it's time to move forward with the ROH tag titles. Says that he was in the back talking to his main man. TK. I, I didn't know I shared, but okay. It's Mark Briscoe. I share. <laughs> um, and said, what do you think we do about the titles? Mark says he got an idea. He said, get the finest tag teams on this planet. Find us a big old tall ladder. Hang the titles from the rafters. And call this son of a bitch reach for the sky ladder match. And then he proceeds to introduce the first team for this match. None other than the Lucha Brothers. Lucha. Wrong Lucia, but still. Yes. So, I suppose we'll get four more, two more, three more. How many do they have in the... I would assume it's the Lucha Brothers. I would assume the Kingdom. Mm. Maybe Top Flight. Top Flight. Maybe you're Grushin Drillistico. Drillistico. Maybe. I mean, you've got some tags in ROH you could pull from. I wouldn't. How do you feel about them moving on so quickly? You need new tag champs. It's been, what, over a month? Give or take? Do you think they'll have new belts? No. Or they'll use the same ones. I think they'll use the same ones. Then we move on to our main event, which is a women's match, main eventing Rampage. But TK hates women. And if you want to hear me go on the rant about Jim Cornette, listen to the Ring of Honor episode. Oh, yeah. Anyway, featuring two former AEW women's champions, one Nala Rose versus one Riho. We got a video explaining the rival between the two. Nyla comes out with Marina Shafir. Riho is only 98 pounds. Yeah. She's tiny. I wish I was 98 pounds. Rio will have to use her speed against Nyla's strength. 
Nyla with a shoulder tackle. Rio with a drop kick. Rio sends Nyla into the steps. Rio with a crossbody gets a two count. Nyla does a standing vertical on Rio. I don't know how Rio didn't lose brain function with all the blood flowing to her brain. Then we see Shafir throw a judo throw on Riho outside the ring. Rio gets the pin, and then she is attacked by Nala and Marina Shafir. Then we see Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, and Soraya walking past Nala and Marina, and they spray paint an L on Rio. Rio is going to be joining Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Not opposed to it. Not opposed to it one bit. But why do you gotta do Rio like that? I mean, everybody loves Rio. Well, except you in Norfolk. Mm-hmm. But no, I thought the Rio and Nyla match was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It was a decent women's match. Considering, you know, I hate all female wrestlers and everything. Mm-hmm. Which is really not true. No. You like some women. Mm-hmm. Although I, 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 I did call your girl something today and you got mad at me. Mm-hmm. You'll get over it. Or you'll outgrow it one of the two. One of the two. So your thoughts on Rampage was pretty decent? AEW last week was pretty decent. I'm looking forward to the show in Winnipeg. Manitoba, Canada. (laughs) Oh, Canada. Something about Kenny Omega. (laughs) You don't know the Canadian National Anthem? Is there something about maple syrup in there? (laughs) <laughs> no, there's nothing about maple syrup in there. Nothing about hockey? No, no, there's not. The leaves haven't won since 67. No. Something I actually about know, Omega. I, I actually do know the Canadian National Anthem by heart. Yeah, that's all I got. You left out Jericho and Don Callis. They're Canadian. Um, I don't know how I could tie them into the song yet. Okay. I'll get back to you. Sure you will. Hey, yeah, Kenny, that's good enough. Yeah. The best Canadian wrestler ever. Mm-hmm. Better than the hearts. Fuck yeah. Wow, we're going to get some hate on that. I said it. No, I wasn't allowed to watch Brett wrestle, so I don't know. Yeah. But anywho, your thoughts on where this outcast crew is heading? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. But I think this is all leading to a women's blood and guts match. Oh, Twitter will have a meltdown if we have a women's blood and guts match. Cry about it. I don't... 
I don't think Tony Khan got the balls to do it. I mean, I know the man got some balls, but he ain't got. I don't think he got them kind of balls. I, I think, think I don't he, think he wants the backlash from that. Who fucking cares? The match would be fun. We'll see. I mean, I'd love to see it. But um, I mean, who wouldn't want to see Tony Storm get her ass busted open and laying on the mat bleeding and getting pinned by Britt Baker? Anywho, I don't have nothing else. I think that's all. So. We have Ring of Honor tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we'll be back Friday with Ring of Honor and our Mandalorian, because we got to watch Mando episode three. Yep. So we'll be back Friday with those two. So be sure to check them out, except for Bobby, who don't listen to our Mandalorian reviews, because he don't like Star Wars, which... I guess I could overlook that one default in him. Eh. Everybody has to have one. Yeah, that's true. Like, my sister's an Ohio State fan. Yeah, that was all your dad's mom's doing. And then whatever else we decide we want to do now that we actually have time. Uh Uh-huh. Are we going to go see Creed this week? We might. Okay. I'm not making no plans because of how I feel because I feel like shit. And I still got to get up and clean the bathroom. <sighs> or I think that's going to be your job. Because I don't feel good. I think my job is going to go lay down for a little bit. I didn't sleep good last night. I didn't either. I, we didn't go to bed at 2 o'clock. Then I got up at 3 to use the bathroom. Then I tossed and turned all day all night. I was like, this shit's for the birds. But, okay, people. Okay, we will see y'all on Friday with Ring of Honor and Mendo for our Star Wars fans. Not Bobby. But still listen to us anyways. No, Bobby will not listen to us anyways. Because he hates Star Wars. Which is, isn't that an indirect way of saying he hates us? No. Okay. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye.